A couple former MVPs head to head. Onto the Kumbo. Step back three for the time. Got it! We are going to overtime. It's a three. It's off. And a foul. Durant for the lead. Giannis to the line. Needs one to tie. Two for the lead. 44 points for Anthony Dekumbo. It's Durant for the win. Milwaukee has won it in overtime. It is Friday. He is Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What, what is it that we do? We get the people! What a game last night in Brooklyn. Giannis and the Bucks headed to the borough. And we had a classic <laughs> matchup between KD and Giannis. And it was that man, Giannis, who came out on top. Jalen Anthony Rose. Did he make you reconsider who's going to come out of the East? Did he make you reconsider who should be the MVP with what he's done in the last week? That 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 noise you hear, that beep, 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 are all of the people bagging up me saying that that's the best player in basketball. And by the way, he's 5-0 his last handful of times playing against KD for whatever that's worth. Now, Jacoby, normally a guy that's one defensive player of the year isn't in the conversation for the scoring title. That's Giannis. Oh, by the way, he's the reigning finals MVP. And all of a sudden, last year, he couldn't shoot free throws. Remember people were counting down when he went to the line? Mm-hmm. He made two when his team was down in the clutch to put them up one. Also, we talked the other day, big mid-range shot, big three-point shot, big free throws, big blocks. So when I woke up this morning, I felt like Giannis is the league MVP. Mm. That's one thing for me to say who's the best player. How about his last two games against the Sixers, against the Nets? All dominant performances ain't created equal. I'm paying attention to who he's doing it against also. And under the circumstances in which it's happening, they're still climbing in the East. He's still ascending as a player. Giannis, as I keep telling everybody, is the best player in the NBA. Did I stutter? Well, Jalen, I had Jokic as the MVP, and I thought it was going to be very difficult for my opinion to change about that. But in the game against the Sixers, with the big block at the end, and this game, as you mentioned, doing it in ways that he's been criticized for. The free throws, two for two when he needed them. The three-point shot off a weird little broken play. That wasn't just a catch-and-shoot easy three. That was a tough three, and he hit it with confidence to take the game into overtime. I, right now, am wide open on who the MVP is. However... I think the Bucs are coming out of the East. We're going to get the Suns against the Bucks again, an NBA Finals rematch. There's a lot of basketball to, play, to be played before we get there, but it feels like it. But let's talk about the Nets, who are now in jeopardy of going to the number nine spot, which means they could potentially play not one, but two play-in games just to get the opportunity to play the number one or number two seed in the Eastern Conference. KD played really well. Kyrie was back. What do you see from the Nets yesterday? I think when you watch the Nets 
and rightfully so, we get enamored by the offensive wizardry of Kevin Durant. And the same with Kyrie Irving, his ball handling. And both of those guys, when they get going, they're virtually unstoppable. But each of those moments I keep pointing back to that become high-lit moments like Kyrie's birthday and they get acknowledged that he's going to be able to return. They lost that game to Memphis. And Kyrie's return, first home game this year against the Hornets. They lost that game. Last night against the Bucks, they lost that game. Mm-hmm. And he is in the lineup. And you know what else it reminded me? I told you that Drew Holiday is a top 20, 25 player. And you laughed at me. And the first thing I said was lockdown defensively. Did you see Kyrie the last four minutes of regulation? Not really. Did you see Kyrie in overtime? (laughs) Not really. Okay. The reason why? (laughs) Drew Holiday, three total field goal attempts. Attempts. Drew Holiday was denying him the ball. Drew Holiday was locking down. And that's what I mean, Jacoby. Like the Milwaukee Bucks. They're a team, and Chris Middleton got ejected. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton got ejected for a hard foul, and they still found a way to get the victory. They did, and people talk about the Nets as being a scary eight seed and potentially jockeying to stay out of the one or two spot or the three or four spot, and they are that. They're a scary eight seed or seven seed, but they're not a threat to win the Eastern Conference for the reasons that you just laid out. And when you mentioned all the losses when Kyrie played, I don't think people really realize that they're under 500 in games that Kyrie has played. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not just, oh, add Kyrie and all of a sudden we're the best team in basketball. Because they're right now tied with the Hawks for the 10 spot. This could get really interesting just for this team to get into the playoffs. And Jalen, it was a great night for Giannis. He changed my opinion about the MVP. He solidified my opinion that the Bucks are going to come out of the East. But he also did something else. He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring list for the Bucks. Jalen, what a momentous, historic evening for Giannis, and what a way to do it. You go ooh and ah. When I jump in my car, like Uncle Chuck D said, people treat me like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, I want you guys to also pay attention to something. Giannis, it took him nine seasons. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, six seasons. Mm-hmm. But the beauty is that when they won the championship this past year, that the Big O and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got a chance to sit courtside and watch him get it done. And when we start having these GOAT conversations again, I love LeBron James, but wake me up when he accomplishes some of the things that Captain has already accomplished. And I'm not gonna even talk about the four championships in high school and the three in college. I'm not gonna even talk about those. I'm gonna talk about the six championships in the league the six league MVPs, he's still the NBA's all-time leading scorer, and he still has the most unstoppable trademark shot in the history of the game. To me, he's the second best player to ever perform in the NBA. We could argue about that for a long time. We could also argue about who is the best player in the NBA right now. The two of them, I would say, the top two candidates, Giannis and KD, played against each other last night. And KD also said something extremely interesting after the game. LeBron James has three more games to qualify in the scoring title. Someone tells me he'll get there. But here is what Kevin Durant said after the game, looking back at various stops on his NBA journey and his legacy. He said the following, and I quote, 
OKC has to retire my jersey. It wouldn't even be good for the game of basketball if they didn't. The same with Golden State. Jalen, you love <laughs> statues. You love legacy. You love jersey retirement. How do you feel about KD saying it's bad for the game of basketball if OKC and Golden State, where he only played three seasons, don't retire his jersey? Talk your ish, KD. I ain't mad. And I'm noticing something. Like I said, as the league has had a changing of the guard and Kevin Durant, because of injury, is not a part of the MVP conversation, and Kevin Durant and LeBron James, you just said it, are in the championship race, they now have to be in reflection mode. That's what Mm. you're seeing right now. Mm. And absolutely, OKC is going to retire his number. He won MVP with them. Yes, the Golden State Warriors should retire his number because he won back-to-back finals MVPs with them. But if you notice, he's looking in the rearview mirror instead of at the windshield. And why is that? It's because he sees what you just said. Likely bringing back Kyrie Irving full-time doesn't mean they're going to win the East. And I heard you say that for the first time. And a lot of people are going to be saying that. Also, like I've been telling you, if they don't have Ben Simmons playing at an all-star level, they will be a glorified first-round exit. That's what I see, Jacoby. This is what I've been saying about the Nets for, it seems like, half a decade. Next season, when they're healthy, they'll be a threat. It seems like I've been saying that for at least four or five seasons. Oh, next (laughs) season, when they're 100%, they're going to be a threat. But this season, this Nets team, regardless of what happened last night, is not a threat to come out of the East. Jalen, it is time for one of our signature segments, a very special <laughs> cultural or regional. Let's go. <laughs> one of my favorite people walking this planet, Rick Rock. Rick Ross, I'm sorry, Rose. Rick Ross says he wants to climb Mount (laughs) Kilimanjaro. Jalen Rose, (laughs) cultural or regional, climbing mountains to the peak? (sighs) I would love for you guys to put a Zoom uh, profile up there of everybody that's climbed any mountain, let alone Mount (laughs) Kilimanjaro. And I guarantee you this is definitely cultural. As Rose was sitting there, pretty sure he was off of his amazing champagne. Ain't no telling what type of treats he probably had in this system. Like I said, the world needed a rich forever Rick Ross. We needed this. And I appreciated the fact that he said he's taking this year to get his mind right, <laughs> next year to get his body right, and then he going to do it the year after. <laughs> Something tells me over that period of time, as he walks around the house that basically takes up all of Georgia, he's going to realize that it's probably not worth it to get up on that mountain when he can be cutting down trees in his own yard with a tractor. I mean, the idea that it takes you a full year to get your mind right for something, that, that, I don't want that. I'm good. I'm good. If I ran a marathon, I'm never doing that again. I'm not climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm not climbing Everest. I'm not climbing the stairs to the Empire State Building. I like escalators. I'm not taking the stairs. I'm not climbing anything. I'm not climbing anything, Mr. Rose. But I believe you kind of misrepresenting cultural or regional because you are willing to do things like jump out of an airplane. Oh, for sure. I'm not willing to do that. Oh, I'll you do that for sure. You are willing to do things like bungee jump. No doubt. I'm not willing to do that. 
So there we go. This is definitely cultural. Doing things that have heights and definitely doing things when it's cold outside. You ain't gonna find us when it's chilly out there. No, I will not be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro anytime soon. This is definitely cultural. Jalen, we have a champion <laughs> joining us right after this short break. Tag team champion, that man right there. Riddle will be joining us right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17, New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Joining us right now, the original bro, Raw Tag Team Champion, <laughs> WWE Superstar. Riddle is in the building in advance of WrestleMania. How you feeling as we are just days away from the big event? Bro, I'm feeling pretty good. I think Randy and myself are going to go into WrestleMania Champions and lead. Raw Tag Team Champions, bro. But the week is good. We're here in Dallas, Texas. It's beautiful. I got signs all over the city, like flags just hanging around. People are saying, bro. It's a good time. It's Riddle, I have to ask you. First, you were MMA, right? Yeah. Now, you're WWE Tag Team. Why the transition? And have you enjoyed the transition? And would you consider going back? You know, I enjoyed the transition. The transition happened because, you know, I was a huge fan of professional wrestling growing up. Uh, but I kind of fell into mixed martial arts. I was really good at fighting and amateur wrestling and jiu-jitsu. And when I was doing that, uh, I was loving it. But I'd say me and Dana White didn't necessarily see eye to eye. And I was released from the UFC, and I took that opportunity when one door shut, another one opened, and I came to the WWE, and now we're here doing what we do. And if I had a choice to do either or, I really love pro wrestling, and the only way I'd go back to MMA if the money was right and the opponent was right. You've got such a unique, fun style, even down to the way that you enter the ring. You have flip-flops on and you wrestle barefoot. Tell our audience why that is. <laughs> well, to be honest, when I started wrestling, uh, you know, I planned on getting a pair of boots, you know, wrestling shoes, whatever. And then I looked at how much they cost. And I was like, well, I'm not paying 400, 500 bucks for a pair of boots. I got two pairs of feet that work perfectly fine. I just started wrestling there, <laughs> Penny, when I first started wrestling. And uh, and in professional wrestling, I feel like there's so many people doing the same thing as you're doing. You're, you're all wrestling, you're all doing that. How can you stand out? How can you be different? Well, I wrestled barefoot and ride a scooter. So that's that's what I do a little bit. And I have a lot of fun, with it, you know? Riddle, let the fans know what they can look forward to in this three-way tag team this weekend for the belt. Well, if, if you're watching WrestleMania, if you're not watching, I don't know what you're doing this week. You're, you're a maniac. But uh, if you're watching <laughs> WrestleMania this weekend, the Triple Threat Tag Team Championship match featuring RK Bro, Alpha Academy, and Three Provinces is probably going to be one of the most high-flying, high-octane 
action-packed matches of the weekend. And I'll tell you this, yeah, the legend, Randy Orton, they're my partner, my best friend, that stallion of a man. So once you get the two of us in the ring, you can see right there are chaos for everybody, bro. We're taking over. But you got Montez with the athletic ability to jump all over the place and then catch an RKO. So, I don't know, man. There's going to be a lot of action in that ring with the three teams that we are. But at the end of the day, like I said, join you guys. RK Bros going in champions at WrestleMania. And we're leading champions after us. <laughs> it's WrestleMania every year is such a big event with big personalities and this year it's in such a big venue Cowboys Stadium with the big screen and tens of thousands of people in there how does it feel being in Dallas right now and knowing that you're going to wrestle in one of the biggest baddest arenas in the world honestly being in Dallas right now is good and to know that all the hard work I've done and all the people I work with have done over the years from high school, from college to everything, to being on the indies and working our way up here, being in the UFC, winning fights and finally getting here and to be part of this mega show, the Super Bowl of wrestling. You know, Every other sport looks at WrestleMania as how can we do something similar to this because this is like the mecca of wrestling. And it is, and honestly, I couldn't be happier. I know the people of Dallas couldn't be happier. I know everybody that's flying in from all around the world couldn't be happy because this weekend, it's WrestleMania. Bro. It's the biggest show of the year, and it's going to be, as Vince McMahon says, it's going to be stupendous. <laughs> Who would be someone, or even a tag team, that you would dream about wrestling? Your dream to get into the, the ring. Who would I dream about wrestling? You know, for me and Randy to challenge... I mean, me and Randy, Randy and I, we're pretty, we're pretty durable. We're a pretty good team. I think we're one of the best teams in WWE history. But you know what? Let's keep it. If we can go past the present, I'm going to say if I could pick a team to really establish RK Bro again, it would have to be the Steiner Brothers. Mm. Steiner Brothers are mm. put into the Hall of Fame again. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Well, Riddle... We, our tag team, Jalen and Jacoby, will be rooting for RK Bro this weekend in WrestleMania. We want to see you guys keep those belts. We're so excited for you. Good luck this weekend. Bro, thank you to the two of you. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, and thank you for the luck and, you know, the, the wishes for RK Bro's victory. We appreciate it. I'll tell Randy. Randy's birthday's today. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, right? happy oh. birthday, Randy. Yeah, Randy. Yeah, I'll see you later. I know you're probably busy. Got... So I'll see you, bro. You can't get away from me. And uh, we'll celebrate your birthday a little bit. Love you, Randy. Well, well, enjoy WrestleMania. We'll be watching from home and rooting for RK, bro. We'll be back with more right after this very short break. You're watching Riddle on Jalen and Jacoby. Two huge games on ABC Sunday starting at 1 p.m. where the Mavericks travel to Milwaukee to take on Giannis and the Bucks. And then at 3.30, more MVP candidates. This time it is Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets taking on LeBron, going for the scoring title and the Lakers. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, a long time ago we said that everyday Brittany Griner continues to be detained in Russia. We're going to 
recognize the fact that she is not home and we are now on day 43. One day is too many. <clears throat> and as you mentioned, we're on day 43. We just want to wish her a safe return to the United States, sending prayers and well wishes to her and her family. Jalen, there was so much attention on the battle in Brooklyn between the Bucks and the Nets that people might not have noticed that your Pistons had a huge win yesterday against one of the top teams in the East. This time it was Cade and Bay. So we've seen the rookie class be really productive this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Cade is coming on strong for this rookie of the year. And it's his all-around game. And I see you, Killian, out there playing D, getting steals. Bay has had a 50-point game. That's a big win against Philly. <clears throat> and Dwayne Casey has done a terrific job getting this young group to play well as the season has progressed. Jalen, something dramatic has happened in my life that I never thought would happen. I never thought I would be watching a basketball game and you actually slipped. rooting for Duke to win. However, this being Coach K's last year and him being such a constant in my life, I'm rooting for Duke to win. I can't believe this happened to me. How did this happen? Did you already get snipped? No, I know I you were talking yet. about it. Yeah, I keep delaying that one. Okay, it's, it's not, the, the way you're talking, it sounds like you already did, but in the brain. So let me get this right. You're going to root against Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils your entire life. Entire life. And in his final season, you're going to soften up and root yep. for him? Yep. Nah, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> shout to Grand Hill. I shot my brother last night. But even I can't root for Duke. You know all of the reasons why. Well, I know you can't, but I've never, ever, ever rooted for Duke my entire life. But for some reason watching this tournament, <laughs> I just want Paolo Bancaro and Coach K to cut down the nets. It would just make such a nice story. But I don't know if I'm doing the show the next day if that happens. I can't celebrate Coach K for a half an hour on ESPN2. Not going to be able to do it. We'll be back <laughs> on Monday on ESPN2 as always Thank you. at 4 p.m. Thank you.